Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Booth. I am your host, Wes Booth, joined, as always, by my co-host, my partner in crime on this money-making grind, Mr. Lester Valenzuela. How's it going, Lester? It's going all right, man. I mean, like, I just narrowly missed the playoffs in our fantasy draft, or in our year-long fantasy, which sucks. Made the uh, mistake of giving up uh, the last week of the season because I didn't think I had a chance to win. And lo and behold, if I would have put Brandon Ayuk in instead of leaving Kenny Galladay's hurt ass, <laughs> um, I'd be in the playoffs and I'd be making some moves because Cam Akers went off tonight. Holy, 160 yards. Did he ever? He had a big game tonight. Uh, the Rams, they they looked they looked really good. They looked good. They, they, they really did look last good last week. Yeah. Um for me, I had a I had an all right week. We did pretty good. We did okay. Uh, we were hitting over 50%. Uh, afternoon is when we really we really took it home. We didn't do too well in the mornings. Atlanta, you know, they they didn't come through for us. And and Seattle, I don't know what was with Seattle this weekend. Oh my god! I mean, um, we could quickly run through last week before we get into this. I mean, this has been a wild, wild season, and last week was just like almost the epitome of it. And and, and it all it, it all came down to that game. I know you said you didn't get a chance to watch it, but sitting there watching that Seattle game, I was devastated to see them just go down and not ever be able to regain themselves. You would think that. 17-12 game, there would have been a lot more chances. Maybe somebody got hurt. You know, like this didn't seem like the Seattle Seahawks offense that we have seen in previous weeks. Yeah, something. I don't know. Something's in the water. Like you saw two weeks ago, um, a dude from the old Cincinnati Bengals defensive lineman. What's his name? Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, Dunlap. He he started to come on, and I, you saw that def- defensive line start to make some moves. Jamal Adams was looking really good, and I was just running through the stat lines in this game, and I just I, I couldn't believe it. Colt McCoy with 105 yards and one touchdown and one interception. Like, how did New York win this game? I, I don't have any idea how they won this game. To me, it was an even more irritating because before halftime, I went and put $50 on an in-play money line for Seattle as it was all up to a probably 160 or one plus 170 at the time. I thought that was some pretty easy money to cash in on on top of the, all the tickets I had with them in parlays. Yeah. It's sad when they're the team that goes down and New England is the team that shuts the, their opponent out 45 to nothing. Uh, they were the team that was, you know, out of my four teams I picked, Kansas City, Seattle, Green Bay, and New England. I assumed New England would have been the team that screwed me, but it was, lo and behold, it was Seattle. New Seattle. It's, it's just, you have those one-off weeks um, with certain teams, and I guess it was the Patriots and Giants, and I mean, even the Lions was a, a strange one, like... I, I didn't see that score being 34-30, right? Like, I, like, what is in the water with the NFL this year? It is a very strange season. Uh, we'll get into Thursday's game before we get into the rest of these this week's games. We're almost at the playoffs. We're almost there. We're yeah. at the stretch that, that we were talking about last week. We made some predictions, some coming true, some not so much coming true. Uh, Thursday night game, though was between the Patriots, who come off a huge win against the L.A. Chargers. They stay in L.A. to play the L.A. Rams. 
and it doesn't seem like it really helped them too much. They came out flat-footed. Cam Newton didn't throw the ball well. He got sacked a bunch of times. He had three consecutive plays where he ran the exact same play and didn't get any yardage off of those plays. Yeah. Uh, Listen, this is just a case of, you know, you you can outcoach the sideline last week, but uh, you're not going to outcoach Sean McVay that easily. Um, It's, you know, like this Patriots team – just got out man this time. Um, they like they, there is not enough talent on this team to beat a team like the Rams, which you know what they started off pretty shaky at the beginning, but they're really coming into their own. And you look at like people like Cam Akers, um, their D line is getting healthy again. Um, it's it, this is looking like a really strong Rams team that wants to make a push. I don't think they do make. Uh, that much noise in the playoffs, I still do think they make it, but uh, like, yeah, I, I, this is just a case of like, classic case of them getting outmanned, the Patriots. And, and it's strange because I sat here last week and said I would not bet against Belichick. And, you know, he came out and he proved me that I should maybe start betting against the old man. Just don't think he's got the talent there. You know, like they just they just don't have the offense. They did win 45 nothing, but if you look at the game, it wasn't the offense that was putting up the points. Yeah, and so, you know what? And you got to think about it this way. Um, can you, Week to week, can you out-coach out somebody like Anthony Lane? Absolutely. Yeah. Week to week, can you outcoach somebody like Sean McVay? I don't think so. This is why, you know what, the Patriots lost because they the let, let's say it's net even coaching staff to coaching staff, the talent just isn't there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, moving on to this weekend, we got a chock full week of some oh very my good God. games. You know, and and if you look at this slate of games, I think there's only three or four games on this slate that are favored with the home favorites or or dog or uh, road favorites of a touchdown or more the majority of these games are three points or less it's going to be tight games all the way through this is where you're going to have to take your flag if you will and stick it in the highest mountain and stay there and fight for it because you're going to have a lot of people on one side of the coin here but when the odds are only three points it's kind of you know, questionable on why it's so heavy on one side. And, and that's the thing, right? Like, this is the time where upsets happen, and this is the time to make your money, right? Like, this is typically a lot of, like, books don't like – I shouldn't say that. A lot of sharp sharp players in, in, in the industry don't like betting this around this time because – there's a lot of stuff that happens that can be kind of off script. You don't see it happening often, yeah. but this can be a really fruitful time for, you know, the Joe Blows like like you or I that don't you won't spend the hundred thousand dollars a season, yeah, yeah. but can make you know really calculated decisions on our like a, let's say a good parlay and make serious money yeah it's gonna be fun uh, like i say these percentages on each side of the coin are very nice especially considering these are three point spreads yeah let's get right into the action we got arizona cardinals coming off a devastating loss against the aforementioned rams going into new york to play the team that just had a miraculous win against the aforementioned seahawks yeah uh, the New York Giants. This game is a three-point 
uh, road favorite for the Arizona Cardinals and a 45-point total. You leaning either way on this game? Um, yeah, right now I'm leading Arizona. Um, I think that they'll run the ball a lot better than the Pittsburgh Steelers can and have all year. Um, they've got a good run game with um, Kenyon Drake and what's the other boy's name? Ed- yes, Chase Edmonds. Um, yeah, I think they're going to run the ball real well. I... This, this, I, I think the money line is is uh, a little more enticing than the spread is, um, but shoot, like the juice is good enough on that spread at that at, at that minus three that I, I'd probably feel comfortable taking it there as well. Um, this is going to be a closer game because it's going to be a run heavy like this game script. Yeah. Um, so I'd be leaning more towards the money line, but. The spread is perfectly fine there at minus three. Uh, I I actually I was kind of torn on both sides of this one just because the Giants haven't been out of any games if you know what I'm saying. Like it, other than the San Francisco game in, in week three or four, yeah. whatever it was. But every game they have come to play, they lose by one or two points. They win by one or two points. They're always in the game to the very end. They're that stubborn team that never seems to go away. Uh, and, and Arizona is quite the opposite. You know, Arizona seems to be that team that can't get anything going when they're behind. They lack, I don't know what they lack actually on offense because you, you would think that they have that that elusiveness and the, the ability to change schemes because they have a run for his quarterback. But I just feel like his, his mystique almost has evaporated quicker than the majority of those, you know, mobile quarterbacks have. Uh, he hasn't been all that elusive. He hasn't been all that spectacular in the last few weeks. And the Giants' defense has been. They they've came to play. They've they've kept a lot of good quarterbacks in check, and they've been they've been very profitable on DFS in DFS terms with their defense putting up yeah. points. Uh, this team is very turnover prone as well with Arizona. So, you know, this game I don't think is as cut and dry as people want it to be. Arizona needs this a little bit, but, I mean, you can argue that the Giants need it just as bad. They need to win this division to get into the playoffs, and this is going to be the game they need to win. If they don't win it, they got to kiss their playoff dreams goodbye at this point, right? Well, not not quite. It's it is the NFC least, right? Like, uh, the Cowboys are still chasing. Washington, I mean, is right on their heels. Um, they could lose this game and like I feel comfortable. Um, but you're right. It is to, to the New York Giants right now. It is a, a, like a, a every game is a needs to be a win situation because it is so tight in yeah. the NFC East. Um, but look in in uh, in Arizona's division. It's it's not so easy to get in as well. Um, they need this game, and honestly, they're just a better team. The, the the what scares me is Daniel Jones doesn't look like he's going to play um, this Sunday. It'll be Colt McCoy again. And it'll be Colt McCoy again. I don't trust Colt McCoy to go out and win this game. Wayne gallman has got to be the guy that they depend on. And listen, I think Arizona can 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 uh 
just just play the run at that point, right? Like have an eight man box the entire way. Um, yeah, because they, you're not alone in this thought. Sixty six percent of people are with you on the Arizona bandwagon. You know, to me, it's just it seems more of one of those games. Like if Arizona was such a good a, a good favorite in this point, or you know they were that much of a better team, the spread would probably be at like five and a half or six. The fact that it was at two and a half to open. You know that's got to that's got to raise some eyebrows. Yeah. Um. You got an official pick? Then you're gonna go with Arizona on this one? Yeah, I'm gonna go Arizona on the money line. Um, it, I just feel really comfortable with that. I think it's gonna be a really close game. It's gonna be a good game. Uh, I was yeah, I, like I say, I was leaning towards the Giants. This game could go either way. I'm gonna just stick with the favorite on this game. I'm gonna go with Arizona. They're 0 five against the spread in their last five games, and I think they they break this one. You're you're not gonna play the uh, over under. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I would I would lean towards the under. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a run heavy game. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say under on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that total. I just I don't feel confident enough on either team. Uh, what 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 I'm going to get? You know what I mean? Are we going to yeah. get that high fly, high flying Arizona offense, or like you say, are we going to get a run first game where it ends up being 17-14? Uh, the next game we got is another interesting one. This one is a narrative street game. Andy Dalton and his Dallas Cowboys coming back to the place he called home for so very long in Cincinnati as three and a half point road favorites, forty two and a half total in this game. Instantly, I picked Dallas right away after I seen this, just because Andy Dalton's healthy, he's going back home, he's going to have something to prove, because it wasn't a very nice release, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't like one of those, ah, go win a Super Bowl. It was, uh, you suck, we don't really want you anymore. So, I like the Dallas Cowboys in this game. There's not going to be much that's going to be able to convince me off of them, especially when you don't have Joe Burrow, especially when you don't have Joe Mixon. Are you uh, in the same boat? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I this is this one's an easy one. Um, Cincinnati has been playing well, and you know what? They've been, you know, like they've been beating the spread at this point. Yeah, they really they, have. And it's to me, it's amazing that you know they've been in these games without Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah, they, you can't. You haven't been really able to call them, like count them out, any of these games. Yeah, um, I mean, like we all know that they're gonna lose. You, you take away your starting running back and your <laughs> and your starting uh, quarterback. Yeah, you don't really have much left. You don't. You don't got a chance in this league. No, especially, um, especially when it's the you know your Dallas Cowboys and you have no defense and it's just not like that. But. I will say they do need this win a little bit more than the Bengals. So yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dallas. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna. How do you feel about the spread? I I want to smash the over. You want to smash the over? So do I on you this know, total. Oh. I I really do. And and like uh, the or sorry the spread of the spread of three. I do like the spread of three, but uh, you know like. I obviously will just go money line just because it's just it seems strange once again no starting quarterback no starting running back like that they've had there right you got you got backups Gio Bernard and and yet this spread is only a three points with a team that needs the win to get into the playoffs versus a team that is two and nine with the one tie it just seems strange that they're not a higher point favorite 
Yeah. So that's why I'd stick to the money line at that point. I, I would agree. Do you know what the public... Do you have that info of what, what yeah, the actually, public is at with, with the duck? 56% of people are with Cincinnati. No way. Interesting, like, right? Interesting, because... I mean, Dallas hasn't play, played well at all. I like. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, I think. I think Mike McCarthy's done this year. Uh, I, I, that like that that Black Monday or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think he's done. I hope he's done. But <laughs> <laughs> he's done enough of just, just destroying your team, eh? I do see why this team, this this spread, or people would be leaning towards it because it has it is at three and a half. So with Cincinnati being those team, that team that has been able to cover the spread, they're seven four and one against the spread this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then Dallas is two and ten against the spread this year. It wouldn't shock me if Dallas gets this money line. Cincinnati gets enough points to cover that, you know, and it's just wins by a field goal for Dallas. One of those easy ties on sports select, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the money line as well for the Dallas Cowboys. It's just. Um, it, to me, this Dallas is just – they either blow somebody out, which hasn't been many people this year, cause, but um, – or they have really close games, um, or they just get destroyed, one of the two. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> one or the other. But, like, there's – with Dallas, there's just so much instability on, like, what they're going to do week to week. What – what – because the uh, they haven't had an O line or a healthy O line, um, I mean Dak going down. It's just been a lot of it's been a long butts year. and bu- yeah, it's been a long year for the Dallas Cowboys, and they just got they got to hit the reset button. But I do think that they win this game. And uh, like I say, I'm going to hit the over on this one, smashing that. You're going to hit the over. Abso- absolutely. This game, Andy Dalton. I, I just love that narrative. Oh, me too. Me too. Uh, next thing we got is the Denver Broncos, the Carolina Panthers. Another three-point spread. This time it's the Carolina Panthers at home as a three-point favorite. 45.5-point total. The public is 66% on Carolina. I don't know if they've been watching the news, Lester, but Carolina's got a strong case of COVID in that locker room. Yeah. DJ Moore. They don't got Curtis Samuel. They don't got Christian McCaffrey. I don't know where these people are thinking that Carolina is going to beat Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, to me, are possibly the most underrated NFL football team right now going into this week because they held Kansas City in check. Uh, they were able to cover the spread there. They, each and every week, are basically almost able to cover the spread. I mean, yes, they've had some downfalls when they didn't have a, they had a practice squad wide receiver as their quarterback. But for the most part, I think this Denver Broncos defense is good enough to, to to stifle Carolina, especially with those three studs missing from the lineup. Yeah, I honestly, and I think people, and this is where this line's going to move. Yeah, like there's no way by Sunday that this line's going to be at at uh, still be at three. It, it, I'll be flabbergasted if it, that happens. I would I would get on this line right away because that's the first thing I noticed, and I'm like. Yeah, like Carolina having up the strong that strong case of COVID. It's yeah. This is this is gonna move. I, I would I would jump on this line right away. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight um, percent of people are actually on Carolina to cover this by three or more points. I, like I say, I don't understand where they're getting that information. 
Um, yeah, yeah they're coming go. off of a bye week, but they're also missing their top two guys. And not to mention Christian McCaffrey, who was slated to return this weekend, had another setback at practice. That's got to be demoralizing for this team that is on the outside looking in in the playoffs. I mean, Denver's yeah. no better, but they seem like they're more gelled. You know what I'm saying? Like they seem like they're more almost having more fun out there. You know, yeah, and they're younger. I just think that they're that, playing loose right now, and I yeah. think you're. I th- I agree with you. Uh, uh, like I'm gonna hit the money line on on Denver this week. It's this one. This one seems like one of those games where my knowledge of the game and my knowledge of my the information that I have make, yeah. gives me like some insight onto like. A winning play, and this is the game for me. I think we have. To, I think we have to trust this pick for sure. I don't think there's much more to say. The total, though, I am going to stay away from. Yeah, I don't know. Like I say, what kind of offense we're going to get from this Carolina Panthers team, and Denver's defense is pretty stout. So I wouldn't touch this total, but I do agree with you a hundred percent on that Denver money line. The next game we got is the Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears. The Houston Texans suffered another gut-wrenching loss in the last moments of their game last week. They had a chance to beat the divisional opponents in Indianapolis. J.J. Watt standing on the sidelines, grinning ear to ear, only to look like Richard Sherman when they got picked off in the Super Bowl. Went from yeah. grinning to frowning. He couldn't believe it. Deshaun Watson fumbles in the in the red zone. Indianapolis ends up winning the game. Do you think this is one of those losses that demoralizes the team for the rest of the season where they're just like, you know what, we're done? I mean, this is week five. I think they can rally back from something like that, but... I just can't see them doing it now. Listen, let's not forget that Deshaun Watson in his Orange Bowl game was it the Orange Bowl? It was. It was the national championship in uh, of, of college football when he was playing. When he, I can't even remember who he was playing against. It was. Uh, it was uh, when he threw seven, right? Yeah, did he was. They were down. By 21 and a half. Let's not forget. Yeah. And this boy comes back from nowhere. He, he puts the team on his shoulders mm-hmm. and says, we're going to get this W. Well, you know how much I loved him. Coming out of the draft, too. He was my favorite player coming out of the draft that season. I, I love him. He's a baller, man. He, he doesn't ever give up on the play. No matter what, like you say, he's putting that on his back, and he's going to win the game. Yeah. My issue is I believe that defense has sold out. I think it's tough, man. It is a tough league to play in. And when you get those wins and you're ready to and you're ready to celebrate and you watch them crumble and you couldn't do anything about it, it's hard to regain that motivation for the next week, especially when you're on the outside looking in. Now, don't get me wrong. This Chicago offense is nothing to be scared of. They've lost 6 straight, I believe. They're not a very potent offense. They can run the ball, but they are, they've yet to really explode on, since their losing streak. My my issue is the is the fact that that losing streak's got to come to an end at some point. Well, not unless you're the New York Jets, but I mean, like, yeah, that's, but you know, that's that's another story. For, that's another first story for another day. Yeah, that's a different one. But you know, like <laughs> with the Chicago Bears, you almost got to assume that being a pick'em game. You know, like I've seen the spread fluctuate between the both of them at this point. Right now, Houston's got the favorite by one. 
you got to think at some point you got to just take the bears and just pray. Yeah, no, not this week. <laughs> You're not trusting them again. <laughs> not this week. You know, I don't, listen, um, I sat here and said Deshaun Watson was a top five quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to stick to that. I like. I understand the hesitation because that defense has been so bad. Oh, um, been horrible. The in the Texas, but uh, in Houston, but like it's it like what are we talking? Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles? Or it's gonna be Mitchell Trubisky, but yeah. Like I don't think that they can keep up with what Houston's doing, and let's not forget. They are playing an Indianapolis team that's a damn good football team. They are. They're a really good team. They are. They're like they are playoff at this point playoff bound, mm-hmm. um, and they were favored by I think it was uh, five points, five and a half. Yeah, they were. Indy. So like, so I mean like yes, gut wrenching loss, absolutely, but. If if we were to say Chicago is playing Indianapolis, how much is Indianapolis winning by? Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, that's yeah. the biggest difference to me. Um, I'm going. I'm rolling Houston. I like this money line. Um, shoot, it doesn't matter. You can go with the money line. You can go with the spread. Yeah, Spreads. Either. You get a bit, a little bit of a better number. And who knows? It might flip flop back to the other side as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm going with Houston. That's an easy one for me. Um, I would probably go with the over as well. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm not touching the the point spread. I'm sorry, the total. But I am. Yeah. I'm I'm going opposite. I'm going Bears money line this one. I think they get this win. Mm-hmm. I just think Houston's checked out in this one. Somebody's got to got to take that L from Chicago. Why not Houston? Uh, Kansas City and Miami is the next game we got on deck. The Chiefs only have a seven-point favorite going into this game. 15.5-point total. That one seems a little bit like a little bit high for me in this one, especially since Miami's defense is so stout. You would think that they set this game at seven points because of Miami's defense, so to see a 50.5-point total, you know, kind of makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Ah... Right, obviously, Kansas City right is going to win this game, but do they cover that seven? I mean, they have they can't cover these games. It seems like these these large point spreads. Maybe that's yeah, what but Vegas has taken their chance with. Yeah, but it's not a fourteen or a twenty-one point spread this t- this week, right? Yeah, it's it is just one seven. score. Yeah, it's just one score. So, I'm listen. I'm smashing the Kansas City spread. Yeah. so hard this week. 64% of people are, but I don't think this is the one where you got to worry about the numbers. Uh, like I say, I'm staying away from that total. I just haven't been able to call these totals lately, so yeah. unless there's one that really sticks out to me, I just gonna, I'm just i going to stay away from the most of them. But this one, I, I'm with you. I think Kansas City is going to take this game by a, by a mile. I think they're going to run away with this game and really show why Miami isn't the team that everybody thought they were. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're a good team. They really are. But Kansas City is a way better team, and I think it's almost disrespectful that they're only a seven-point favorite against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I agree. It's almost like uh, one of those bulletin board material things where they're going to come in and say, you know, hey, we're we're way better. We won the Super Bowl last year. This is Miami Dolphins. So I think we're both in agreement there. Uh, are you touching the uh, the total? Um, this one's a tough one. I 
I would want to tease this one down um, to around 48. I'd yeah. feel way more comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... <clears throat> I really, I if you had to choose, I would go the under. I think this is going to be a really, really close to close to forty eight. Um, too confident though that you. But I'm not. Push. Yeah, I'm not too, too confident though. But I will say, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd go with the under. I, I think it's going to be right at around the forty eight points. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, next game we got on tap is a, another NFC game. This one has got some major playoff implications as well. Huge. The Minnesota Vikings—they're on a roll right now. Uh, they're they're a six and a half point dog on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This isn't a primetime matchup, so we'll probably get a good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team 52 and a half point total i'm smashing the over already uh this is one of those ones i just mentioned where i have to feel comfortable in it and confident i am in both those facets because minnesota is on fire right now i think tampa bay is just as well you know they they need this game just as much as minnesota does yeah so um are you leaning either way on this one i was kind of torn between both teams so i kind of want to hear what you have on it um well Tampa Bay has been fairly good against the run this year. Um, Take that with what you will. Um, Dalvin Cook has been arguably the best running back in the league this year. Yeah, he really has. Um, So versatile as well. Yeah. um, Minnesota's been hot as of late. I I think... Holy cow. I'm going to go with Minnesota covering the spread here. Nice. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota covering the spread uh, at six and a half. Or it's it's going to be a tight game, I think. Um, and I don't think Minnesota wins this game, but I think it's tight enough where to where um, they cover that spread. Holy. I, I never thought I'd, I'd say that in my lifetime Minnesota covers the spread. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm with you on this one. I mean, I like Tampa Bay's chances. I think they end up winning this game, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer than this one. I think Minnesota is going to be able to get a lot done in this game. A lot of offense going. Kirk the Hurt Cousins seems to be on fire lately, and I don't know how. Uh, Maybe he's got an extra pathway and channel to God up there, like Russell Wilson seemed to have in the year. Uh, I like Minnesota in this matchup. I don't necessarily, like I say, like them in the money line, but I do like them in the to cover this point spread. And you're getting a plus 100 on bet 365 for them to cover that six and a half. Just got to pray is- that they don't get that touchdown lead that they could. You know. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans is looking doubtful for this weekend, so they will be without him most likely. I mean, he does like to play through the injuries, but when he does play through the injuries, it's almost more. It's almost more beneficial for us if we're betting against them. Yeah. Because, you know, they kind of force the issue with them a lot. This one, I think, though, if you're looking for prop bets, I think you look for Antonio Brown prop bets on this game, especially if Mike Evans is out. If this game is going to be a shootout like we expect, I believe this is a game where Antonio Brown comes to play. He hasn't been a... You know, he hasn't been very absent in the games he's been playing. He's gotten six catches here, you know, like, so he has been able to perform well and produce well. I think this is the game, especially if Mike Evans is out, where we get to see the full effect of Antonio Brown and Tom Brady. Oh, that'd be, that'd be nice to see. Yeah, for once, right? Uh, it'd be nice to see this, uh, 
this A B story come to a positive conclusion <laughs> for once. Yeah, for once. Um, the Tennessee Titans going against the Jacksonville Jaguars for a divisional game. The Titans got blown out of the water. I forgot to mention that was one of the other games that burnt me mm-hmm. with the Tennessee Titans. I was kind of heavy on them, and we talked about it last week about how Cleveland still was hungry. They have just as good as a running team, a running game as Tennessee almost did. And they wanted it more. They were up at one point by 35, 38 points against the Tennessee Titans. The Browns were. The Titans got to be mad for this one. It's a seven-and-a-half-point yeah. road favorites against the Jaguars. The Jaguars like to cover every game for me, but I don't know if they cover this game, my friend. I don't think they cover this game. There's... Uh, man, I'm 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 tell you right now, Derrick Henry is gonna run ballistic this game. You know when we play when Baltimore played Tennessee a few weeks back, I had to go look up and see how many times that boy has fumbled in his career and lost it, and it was only four. He had his first one in I think two and a half years last week against the Browns. I think he's gonna play with some fire under his belt, man. Yeah. I, I would go with the, you know how we like to tease that three touchdown game. I think that's the Derrick Henry three that's touchdown. That's the ter- yeah, me too. Um, this is to me an easy one. Um, I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans spread. Um, at seven and a half, I think you could feel comfortable teasing this to ten. Yeah, they have to at some point cover this spread. They've had some major spreads in the last few weeks here, and they haven't been able to cover them. Yeah. This is the one where I think they do cover them. I think we're both in agreement on that one as well. I'm staying far away from this total. No confidence in it at all. Me neither. Yeah, so let's move on to the afternoon then. Uh, big afternoon game. This one, honestly, is probably the biggest game of the weekend for yeah. any team in the NFL. It's the Indianapolis Colts 3 point favorites on the road going into vegas against the raiders 51 point total easily smashing the over on this one i don't know where to lean on this one i mean you got a colts team that's got a great defense you got a raiders team that's so up and down you got Um, a favorite in this one this one's really really hard because you're right the the vegas raiders are a team that like you never know which team you're gonna get are you gonna get the good Derek car or the bad Derek car right like it's um i think this game is dependent on if josh jacobs plays mm-hmm. um they really need a run game they really um, do they like the the that team goes as the run game goes because they set up the play action they set up a lot of the things that you need to be successful for Der- like Derek Carr needs to be successful. Like it's it's he's got an okay arm. Actually, he's got a pretty good arm, I would say. But okay accuracy. Like I yeah, I just if Josh Jacobs plays, I'm gonna go with the Vegas Raiders and I'm gonna go with the money line. Uh, I I believe this one hinges on the Jacobs news as well. There will be easy prop bets to smash if he doesn't play, and they all involve Darren Waller. Uh, that man went absolutely bonkers. Bananas. 200 yeah. yards, two tugs, 19 targets. I knew he was coming into that game. There's no way anybody else getting that ball except Darren Waller. Yeah. He did. That's all they ever look, at, look for. I don't think people are 
are going to let the recency bias affect them with the Jets. As I look at this, 52% of people are still on the Raiders to cover that three-point spread. I would assume coming into this week that the public and the majority of people would have been counting Las Vegas out because they were in such a grimy battle with the Jets. But people are getting wiser to the fact that the Raiders don't travel well. Yeah. And, they're, and, and the fact that the Jets, you know, they needed that win because they don't, they, no team wants to go winless. Not, not you, nobody wants to go winless. You said it last week. The Raiders don't travel well, and they historically are really bad against the East Coast teams. Oh, man, that was the first win against the Jets in New York. So it, it didn't shock me. And one thing I will say quickly is with that spread of eight points, it moved from eight points for the Raiders down to seven points, and the majority of people were still on the Raiders. So it was funny to me that all this big money, major money, was coming in on the Jets on Saturday night, Sunday morning, that they had to move the line even so that they could get money back on the Raiders. That one stuck out to me right away, and I, I, and I smashed the Raider or the Jets – uh, point spreads on almost all my tickets just based on that line movement because it was yeah. so weird. Yeah, and I am. Then we were talking about it, and I was like, "There's a big syndicate group that put in a lot of money there to get to that number. There had to, to have been, right? Like that number. They were pro- they they wanted to get that number at a seven, and they they did. No, oh, yeah. but. Um, they, I wonder if they ended up like, and this is why I question it's like, why get the number to seven when the, the value is at 6.5? That's when you, that's when you get the value. Cause the, because winning by a touchdown and, and eight points, it, it's negligible at that point. Right. I think it was. I think in this situation, and it's very rare that this is like that. I think it was strictly based on game script. Usually, we get them yeah. based on you know, like maybe it's a value they want, or maybe it's a point spread they want. But in this situation, I think it was strictly based on the fact that the Raiders, you know, all those all the factors we we mentioned, and and I think that's why they really wanted to push that line so much. Uh, to me carrying over like i say the recency bias shouldn't be a factor in this one mm-hmm. uh, i'm going with the over and i'm going with the raiders to cover that three points i just think that Derek carr is better than philip rivers we don't like philip rivers on this show we always no. say that and i just don't think that the colts are going to be able i'm with you though if jacobs doesn't start i'm not i'm not touching this game jacobs is starting i'm very confidently playing the las vegas raiders yeah um Listen, I agree with you 100%. Um, and there's not much really else to say um, except for um, Philip Rivers sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. The yeah. New York Jets, are they going to get their new win, or their first win? They got to come in Seattle to play a team that, frankly, I thought would have been more pissed off last week, but hopefully they're more pissed off this week. They're a 13.5-point favorite at home versus this winless Jets. You got to think that the, you know, obviously the money line, but it wasn't so obvious last week. Another New York team. Do you think that we'll go with the points around this one? This is where we'll make our, our money on this one. Obviously, the money line is easy to call, but the point spread. Which way are you leaning? Do you think the Jets can actually cover this 
I'm not I'm not touching this game because I think I do think the Jets can cover this. Um, Seattle hasn't been playing well. Um, and it scares me because Russell Wilson hasn't been playing well. No. Um, I, I, if I had to lean somewhere, I would say the Jets are going to cover this spread. Oh, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, unless this, like I just said, unless the Seahawks are in that mood where, you know, it now is the time, now is the statement game. Mm-hmm. It, that's the only way I think that it happens. I just don't think their defense is there. And I think that the Jets, they want a win. No team wants to go winless. They, What better time than now? they just seen their city counterparts, the New York football giants, come in and beat the Seahawks. They can run the same basic game plan. Mind you, they don't have nearly as good of a running game. But I would one can argue that the Jets have a better passing game against that weak Seahawks team. Yeah. I'm going to take the – I'm going to confidently take the Jets – 13 and a half on this one and you know it's a i'm gonna take spread. the under as well you're gonna take the under that's that's the smart way of playing it honestly um because if uh, and i think we need to do a little more research because russell wilson he Listen, the reason why I don't want to play play this game is because Russell Wilson does not make the same mistake twice. Fair, fair. Right, like I like Russell Wilson, if you're the mark of a good player is your your ability to rebound. The mark of a good pitcher is the ability to just think about the next pitch and forget about that that homer that 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 Mookie Betts just fucking hit out of the park from me. You yeah. know, like, so can Russell Wilson forget about last game and just throw dimes like we've seen? And the answer is yes. So this game scares me. I think we have to look at Russell Wilson's past games where he got blown out. And then the game after. And then the game after and see if because I I do believe that the New York Jets have the ability to cover and I think they will cover but the fact that that Russell Wilson's on that team and I think he's one of the best damn quarterbacks in the world um, scares me a little bit Um, but yeah I'm going to go with the Jets right now as uh, in covering this game Okay, well, well I, I'm sure it could change as well. You know what I mean? Look out on the Twitter for, for, for yeah, the Jets. Absolutely. The audibles, for the audibles. For the audibles. It, <laughs> listen, you have to make game t- time changes because, yeah. like, news changes as the week goes on, right? Like, we, like you see it all the time. Like, Saturday, you're like, this player is hurt. And if that doesn't go into your thought process of what you should what should you should be gambling on you shouldn't be gambling <laughs> precisely precisely that this next game we have on the docket is what i like to call this spider-man meme this is the atlanta falcons playing their afc counterparts the la chargers <laughs> a team both teams that i don't know who is ever going to win either game the atlanta falcons come out win by 40 points come out can lose by 30, 40 points the chargers same exact way falcons get the two and a half point favorite on the road 49 and a half point total like the bears the chargers got to get a win at some point 
Is it against this lowly Atlanta Falcons team that one week can score 17 touchdowns and the next week scores zero? Oh, my God. I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. You know what? It wouldn't shock me. It's in the afternoon on the on the DraftKings slate. There's four games on the DraftKings slate in the afternoon. Five games, sorry, on the on the afternoon DraftKings slate, and you know that most of them are going to be on the Packers game and the Saints game. So Vegas has got this this week wrong in terms of like highest scoring week. I don't think that Green Bay Detroit game is going to be that high scoring. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that one. But yeah, this game I can see the Chargers game. I can see the total being more than this forty nine and a half. Yeah. I will confidently. Smash Hit that, that over. over. Yeah. I think Absolutely. That the over That's bubble is going to start to to expand a bit here. You, know, mm-hmm. you you see you you accurately predicted it maybe three, four weeks ago that it was about to pop. It did. And I think it's going to expand a little bit this week. I think the Falcons game yeah. definitely goes over. I honestly, though, I'm not touching either t- team. I am not going to p- make a pick in this game. Like, obviously, I'll make a pick on my weekly pick them. But that one I'm not going to do until five minutes before I actually have to lock it in. Yeah. Um, Flip a coin. The reason why I would go the LA Chargers here um, is for value in terms of like a parlay. At plus 120, that's good value. Man, they've been. Yeah, that's fair. And like, you know what? The home team. You would expect the home team to win this game. Yeah. I like. I do. I, do the Chargers have the ability? The, listen, I, I'm with you. I, would I drop? Would I drop $2,000 on the LA Chargers winning this game? Hell no. That's a bad bet. That's a that's a terrible bet. But am I going to drop $5 on a 12-team parlay and with put them? the Chargers? Yeah. Absolutely. Fair enough. Um, this is why I'm going with the LA Chargers. You know what? I'll uh, stick with you on that one. I'll, I'll roll with the Chargers as well. Oh, with, yeah. But I, this, this, it, this is just... In terms, this is just smart gambling at this point, right? This isn't like, like, do I think Atlanta is a better team or the Chargers are a better team? I think that the Chargers have the ability to win, and I think they will win. And the the value is on the Charger because the hundred the the plus one twenty. Could they easily lose this game? Yeah, absolutely. Like we saw them get blown blown out by New England, zero to forty five or whatever yeah, yeah. it was. Um, I think to to me that's got more to say about Bill Belichick than anything else. Um, and I think Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. And I yeah, this this one to me is an easy one. Yeah, you uh, talked me into the Chargers for sure. I got the Chargers yeah. as well, and you were with the over too. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing we got is the one we were just talking about, the Green Bay Packers-Detroit Lions. This is the highest-scoring game according to Vegas at 55 points. Green Bay is 7.5-point dogs. I Personally, I think this game is perfect at 55. I think Stafford's going to come out swinging. I think Green Bay's going to come out swinging. I, I love that over in yeah. this game. Yeah, uh, I like this under for sure. Mm, nice. Uh, this I think yes, Matt Stafford is going to come out swinging, but they don't got Kenny Galladay. Not fair. They don't got Kenny Galladay. Like they may have Swift back. Um, he, you know, like concussions are a terrible thing. And like, uh, like listen, if he's not ready to play, don't come play. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you got a concussion, but uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to just destroy this Detroit Lions team like they did what was it in week four I can't even remember now um, 
but yeah, it's this this one. I'm I'm going with the 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 spread on the Green Bay Packers, and I'm going with the under. Um, this game, honestly, it should be an easy wipe for Green Bay. Uh, I just looking up the injury reports. DeAndre Swift is questionable, and Galdi is questionable as well. So, I mean, maybe I'll stay away from the total until I get some you know confirmation on both of those players. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. Green Bay's they're they're hitting their stride now. Green Bay's starting to make statements, and I think that this is another statement game. Uh, the game that they, you're talking about, they won 42 to 21. Basically, the same spread, seven point favorites, 51 point total, and Green Bay just obliterated them. Yeah, 259 rushing yards, 229 passing yards. They were on fire that day. I, I, I don't think that this game goes Detroit's way. Even if they do have those guys back, I still think that Green Bay wins by at least 9 to 10 points. Yeah. Um, don't con- count Kenny Galladay. Like, and he's he hasn't practiced. Fair. Um, he's, if he practices on Friday, he's got a shot. But no, I don't think he's going to play. And even if he does, I guess he wouldn't be that much of a force as he hasn't played in a few weeks. Exactly. But yeah, I'm with you. Green Bay for sure, 100%. And like I say, I, I'm going to wait for the Swift news because Swift is a game changer, and I think he could make this total go over 55. But like I say, you got to stick to uh, stick to the news on this one and make sure that you have all of those players come Sunday morning uh, confirmed or yeah. confirmed out. Uh, the next game we got is the Saints at the Eagles. You, my pick is probably going to surprise you here. The Saints are six and a half point. Daw, or six and a half point road favorites. The forty three point total, very low total in this game. Drew Brees still going to be out in this one. Our boy that we love to hate, Taysom Hill, finally threw a touchdown pass last week. Yeah. Um, I'm actually smashing the Philadelphia Eagles money line in this game. No way. Uh, you're 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 buying the Jalen Hurd juice, aren't you? Um, not so much the Jalen Hurts juice as I'm just buying this. Uh, Philly defense at home to stop uh, Taysom running back Hill. I, I just don't think he's going to be able to control the game enough. Yeah, Philadelphia is not the best team. I get it. But Philadelphia at home, they're still an NFL team. There's only 32 of them in the league. and Everybody, everybody gets paid. Everyone gets paid and everyone comes to play, yeah. especially at home. And especially when, you know, there's pride on the line. NFC matchups are always intense. Uh, interconference matchups, you know, and I just think that Philadelphia with Miles Sanders just running the rock, Jalen Hurts just playing loose, knowing that this is his team in the future, that he could mess up and he's still going to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that this is this got Philly written all over it. So, is it confirmed? Is Jalen Hurts? Hurts going? Yeah, he's getting the he's getting a, that start. Yes, hundred percent. What does what does that say about Carson Wentz? Like, what does that say? I think that what I think the bigger question is what does that say about the front office in Philadelphia giving him thirty mil a year, spending that kind of money on a quarterback that is yet to prove himself that won a Super Bowl on Nick Foles' back. This is listen, I. You know, just pay me. Just pay me to do this job for you because I could probably do it better than you. At this point, for sure. Like, I don't get it. I don't get, like, don't get me wrong. Could I have guessed Carson Wentz being this bad? 
I don't think probably probably not. I couldn't have I couldn't have told you that that knee injury was going to affect him that much because we were shoot we were talking about Carson Wentz being an MVP candidate two years ago. Yeah, right. Um, and then he gets hurt, and then Philly wins. <laughs> Like it wins a, a Super Bowl, right? Like it's, it's crazy to me um, to think that he's fallen this far. Yeah. Um, but obviously, somebody somewhere felt saw this coming because they drafted Jalen Hurts in the third round. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Jalen Hurts has that talent. He, I think I read that he had 55 touchdowns in 14 games in college. This is his time to shine. I think Phil, I, don't get me wrong, though. New Orleans defense, they're, they're a good defense. You, one can argue that they're a great defense. Do I think that they could get to this rookie quarterback? 100% I do. I just think that because this game's at home and Philadelphia, is, it's kind of almost like a primetime game in the afternoon. I think that this game is going to be Phillies, so I'm going to hit the money line. I would like to touch. I would like to to smash the over on this one, just because it seems so low at 43. But I'm going to stay away because this game could easily be one of those 20 to 17s, 17 to 14s, if Phillies defense and the Saints defense both come out to play. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm just going to stick to the Eagles money line on this one. How about yeah, yourself? this this one's a scary one. Um, <sighs> You know, I've been betting against this New Orleans Saints team for too long. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes you just got to admit when you're wrong. Yeah, fair. And, Wes, we've been wrong. We have been. I just, <laughs> I'm going to just ride it one more week. We've, we, yeah, ride it one more week. I am not. Uh, give me the Saints money line. Um, you take. Yeah, give me. Are you like the points though? Where, yeah. You want the spread? Or sorry, sorry. The 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 Saints spread. Oh, so um, you're gonna take the six and a half? You think they beat them by seven, eh? Uh, yeah, I think they beat them by ten. I like this game to me. Um, Philly has gotten beaten by beat by some bad teams. Yeah. Um, sure. This isn't. Unfortunately, this isn't a good team, um, and they haven't been coached very well this year. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I wouldn't touch this this total. Um, Either. Say the over is enticing. Shoot, tease it down to forty, like yeah, or even twenty twenty. Absolutely, give me that money, easy. I wonder if you can get it to in the thirties. Let me see here. Alternative total, yeah. Oh, oh my, God. get it to thirty two and a half. Oh my god. But I mean that. Yeah, it's only minus five hundred. But still, at that point. You know, this kind of guaranteed money. If you're not so sold, you just need a little bit of a boost in your part. Yeah, absolutely. If that if if that gives you the bonus, love it, love it. Um, three more games left. Uh, this game that we got going on next. I just want to give a congratulations to this uh, no name team to finally ending that fraudulent eleven and zero undefeated streak that was going on for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Slow clap for Washington. <laughs> um, this Washington football team is a three-point road dog going into a neutral venue in Arizona again against the San Francisco 49ers. 43-point total once again, just like the last game we talked about. Uh, Washington going to be riding this high. They have to be. They just stopped the Pittsburgh Steelers. Unless it is amongst the players that this is still a fraudulent streak as well and it's not just the fans and the analysts. 
I still think that this has got to be a motivational boost for Washington, though. Yeah, I mean, this is this game is interesting to me because uh, is Jimmy G playing? Hold on. Uh, oh, I doubt it. No, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yeah, he's not playing. So unless it was some miraculous comeback, I didn't think he was playing. Oh yes, he got he he was he got yeah he's he's definitely not playing. <laughs> Never mind. Um, listen, this 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 game's interesting to me because the 49ers let Alex Smith go a long time ago in a galaxy far far away for. A, a guy named Colin Kaepernick. Oh, I knew I, you took the words right out of my mouth. Continue. All right. And then he goes to Kansas City and he gets let go by a guy named Patrick Mahomes. The Washington football team comes back and says, we believe in you. Absolutely. We're going to give you two years. Absolutely. But you got to earn your spot back. And he waits patiently. And he says, I'm going to earn my spot back. And he does. And I think this is a revenge game to him personally, Alex Smith. And he says, I want to win this game because these teams didn't believe in me. And this Washington football team did. Give me that money line 100% smashing that money. Actually, I really like that. I really like the spread rather than the money line, just a little safer at plus 100. That's an, give me that. Give me that spread. Oh, I like the confidence in this Washington football team. Me too. Um, I love how Chase Young is playing. I love how Montez Sweat is playing. That defensive line is starting to play like they were drafted to play. Absolutely. Here's the thing, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's the thing, though. No Antonio Gibson. That scares me a little bit. I was just about to say that. They do. They are missing a key performer in their running game. But you know what? Peyton Barber came out to play last week. He did pretty well, and McKissick did pretty well as, you know, to boot. But I, I don't necessarily think that Washington beating Pittsburgh was as much as Washington beating Pittsburgh as it was Pittsburgh just losing to Washington, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because... Washington's offense wasn't really striking. They'd had a lot of four and outs. They were leaning and relying heavily on that defense. I think the same thing could be said about this game. The only difference in this game is I think San Francisco's defense is nearly as good as Pittsburgh's. I mean, that's a hot take if you want to take it, but you have some playmakers on that 49ers side of the ball. You got Fred Warner. You got Richard Sherman. You got a great defensive line. I don't think that this Washington team is going to be able to survive that attack for a second week in a row. I think Pittsburgh softened them up, and I think the Niners are going to be able to take that winning that nail blow. I, I just think the three points, that's strange to me that the Niners, who have been playing really decently well without Jimmy G, without George Kittle, without half the running backs, you know, and now they're slowly coming back. I think that the Niners got this game. I'm on the opposite side of the coin for, uh, as you. I'm taking the Niners. Give me the points. Give me the three. And I'm staying away from that total, though. Oh, this total, this game could be a 50-point total, or this game could be a 30-point total. Like, I, like, who knows? And that's why I'm staying away from that total. No, stay, stay far, far away. Are, they could both be very, very stout. 
Uh, and just to recap, did you say you like the point spread for Washington or the money line? Yeah, the point spread. Nice. I, I agree with that one. That, that like if if anything they they come close, but. I'm going to go with the Niners on this one. I'm going to go with my gut. Uh, mm-hmm. Second last game we got. I predicted this game a while ago. Nothing's changed in my eyes in this game. Other than the spread. The spread has changed a lot from what it was last week in this one. Interesting. Pitt- yeah. Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Two-point favorites for the Buffalo Bills at home. 48-point total. I'm smashing the over on this game. That's a given. That's an easy one. Uh, Sunday night game, though, kind of nerve-wracking because those games tend to be a little bit slower at points. With all the commercial breaks, it's hard to get that momentum going, you know what I'm saying? But I do think that Buffalo continues to keep my prediction going and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. Mind you, I didn't think Pittsburgh would lose last week. Um, That day, I went and picked them in my pick'em pools and on, you know, bet the 6-5 just to make some extra coin, but... I wasn't super confident, so... No, you should have listened to me. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good one. I still... I profited huge on it. Um, are you in the same boat as me? We going both? Oh, my God. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, has Josh Allen had a bad game in a while? I don't think he's had <clears throat> an overly bad game. <clears throat> um, because he's due. <laughs> He's due, and this Pittsburgh Steelers defense is good. Uh, we can't forget that. Um, yeah. TJ Watt, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, you can't convince absolutely. me otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% with you. Yeah, um, he's he's on fire. He's he's getting to the quarterback. You know, he's getting to that point where he's going to be a a pass rusher that is going to be double teamed like like his brother JJ Watt as a defensive lineman. Yeah, I like. Listen. I, do you remember a couple of years back when I'm like, I want, I, we were watching the draft at draft at uh, Travis's house and we were drinking beers and, you know, I was screaming because we took Taco Charlton. <laughs> and I was like, I was just so mad because I, I knew we, we'd been talking about this whole, the whole week and I'm like, Taco Charlton's going to be the guy and I hate that pick. Um, why not pick somebody like um, Barnett? I really like Barnett. The Philly, Philadelphia Eagles pick him up. Mm-hmm. Who was on the board? Yeah. TJ Watt. And I'm like, pick this guy. Pick this guy. He's going to be a game changer. He's got the, he's got the Watt lineage. Yeah, he does. And look at him now. Jer- yeah. Jerry Jones, hire me. He, he, he's on fire. I, I I don't think that this defense could get any better than they actually are. Mm. But, I mean, Buffalo's still a great team. I, yeah. I don't know how they're going to get it done, but I think this is going to be a shootout. I, I'm still going to stick with Buffalo. Yeah. I'm gonna um, I like that. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh money. Why is the Pittsburgh money line better than... Because they're the, they're the underdogs in this one. Yeah, no, and I, I, I understand no, that, but and see, I'm picking the money line over the spread because you can just get bet, way better value for two points, right? Like, yeah, like there's no reason to to pick the two points and be over the money line at that point. You're taking Buffalo money line. I'm taking Pittsburgh money line. Oh, Pittsburgh money line. Oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. All right then. Pittsburgh uh, we'll, we'll money line. Agree, so it's gonna be over. Yeah, absolutely. 
I agree. Uh, last game we got here, we'll do quickly, is my Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. This one also could arguably be, arguably be the best game, most playoff implications as well. Uh, Baltimore Ravens are only two-point favorites on the road, 47-point total. It's a winner-go-home at this point. I got my Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, we dominated them before. Cleveland's gotten better, but I don't think they've gotten 24 points better. I just don't think that Cleveland's got it in them. I think Lamar Jackson showed what he could do. That COVID didn't slow him down. I, give me the Ravens. Oh, man, I'd tease this up to seven. I don't even care. I think the Ravens beat them by at least a touchdown or more. And I'm going to take the over easily in this game. Um, yeah, I'd go the over, uh, but I'm going the Cleveland Browns money line. Ooh, any specific reason, or is it just because of the downfall of the Ravens this year? Okay, so this is recency bias. The recency is saying Dallas Cowboys, they beat the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to get rolling again. No, this is still the Baltimore Ravens that haven't passed. Even against the Cowboys, they didn't play well. Mm. They like You think they got the ball rolling, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah well, Objective. They ran the ball two hundred six sure. yards. Sure, they ran the ball well, but like it's the Dallas Cowboys defense. Yeah, that's fair, right? Like we're this is they, that they might as well go play in the CFL or go play in their <laughs> arena league, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, uh, so I, honestly, like the Cleveland Browns are a much better team. Um, Oh, that one hurts, Lester. That one hurts. They, 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 they are. They are this year. I'm sorry. They are. I don't um, think so, but I. We'll see on Monday. I guess we will see on Monday. We'll see on Monday. I'm sorry, big are guy. Are you doing but, the over or the? Um. Yeah, I would. If yeah, I'm gonna go with the over on this one. Yeah, that one seems like a lock, no matter what. Yeah. Anyways, uh, usually these two teams. It's weird because when you see Pittsburgh, Baltimore, they're usually under games. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, or Baltimore, Cleveland, they're usually over games. Um, that wraps it up for the games, and we do have a DraftKings slate to get to quickly. Yeah, listen, listen on my on my seventeen parlay right now. I've got uh, on my one dollar bet ninety nine thousand dollars. There you go. That's what I like to see. Uh, I hit thirteen of seventeen on my parlay last weekend or the weekend before, and yeah, two weekends ago. And last weekend I had seven for twelve. Man, one of these days. One of these days, we like listen. We're and this is it's a testament to say like, and we I think we should do a segment about this like how to how to bet effectively mm -hmm. uh, when you're doing something like line betting, yeah, game line betting, um, because like. There's the fun, you know, 17-team parlay that, let's be honest, it's probably not going to hit. No. Because of parity and because of all the Absolutely. different things. Yeah. Um, but there's a smart way to bet as well. And that's your three-game parlays. That's your one game where you're, you're betting $50 and you're only making $25 back. But, or it's your prop proposition bets. That's another story for another day, but those are that, those can be very profitable. Oh, I love the props bets. Uh, it's been smashing on them. Actually, won lots of money on the Baltimore prop bets because they just they they were too soft, and that's what you yeah. got for is the soft ones. They had uh, Lamar Jackson's rushing stats at fifty-four yards. That's an easy one, though. That was an Damn. easy over. They had him how, uh, a plus. Did, how much did you put in? I put twenty-five bucks on that one, and then uh, there was a plus one forty. 
for Lamar Jackson, two touchdown passes. Uh, that was easy one for me. That was an easy one as well. Des was still in there. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, let's do our three picks for DraftKings. Start with our value, X Factor, and our lock of the week. Uh, would you like to go first? Yeah, so this it's going to be interesting this week because this is where, you know, you start to see, like, the team... the You start to see, like, the teams that really suck, they're, they're, the players start getting devalued, but yeah. that's where you start hitting your value. Mm-hmm. So your teams like Jacksonville. Um, to me this week, because... It's been a it's 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 a it's been a very like the, sorry this this week for Tennessee and Jacksonville it's like Tennessee is a, a very very bad passing offense yeah I've got DJ Chark interest for my value um, at fifty three hundred um, this this is to me a smash play um, Chanel questionable. Um, he he was limited in practice. He might play. He might not play. If he doesn't play, even better. More more targets for Chark. But I think this is going to be a higher scoring game, and they're going to have to pass the ball. I like that pick a lot. Actually, this is going to be a good game. Uh, my value pick that I have is a Tim Patrick. Uh, Forty two hundred. Nice. He got four targets last game. Like I say, I don't think Carolina's going to be able to keep up with them. I just, I don't know. When I was looking at these players and I was looking at some of these games going over the prices, something about Tim Patrick just keeps screaming at me. I don't know what it is. That special 4,200 number that T.Y. Hilton was at a few weeks ago. I just really like this value play. Um, It's more of a gut play than anything. Not really based on any stats or anything like that. But yeah, for sure. I like. No, listen. Tim Patrick is that boomer bus player like shoot how he had two touchdowns last mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. um not last game but uh, there was two games ago sorry yeah, yeah. uh two oh, touchdowns no, like game. yeah it was last yeah game, it was right? last game yeah, yeah four he's two touchdowns on four yeah. yeah like he is a red zone machine um and he is targeted in the red zone if the if um the denver if denver broncos are in the red zone, which I think they will be, they look to Tim Patrick. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a great pick. Um, do you got a value, or do I, do you got an X factor? Do you want me to go? Or uh, You do your X factor. Or whatever. Um, so this, you know what, David Montgomery has been on fire, and he is one of those guys that will always get 17 to 20 carries. Yeah. Um, but now they're playing the 31st ranked defense against the running back. This to me smash. This like this is the e- this is easy money right there. David Montgomery for your X factor um, at 6,500. You're getting so much value, and he's gonna be low owned. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be low owned too. That the opponent, the opponent ranking might boost him up a little bit, but this one to me is an easy one. Yeah, I love that pick. I really do. Um, I went back and forth with this pick because the the X Factor pick, just based on the fact. Uh, well, I was really heavy on the Detroit pick here, Jar- Jones Jr. 
But then when mm-hmm. you're saying you didn't really, you weren't too confident in that over, I'm gonna have to go with Adam Thielen. Now I know that seems like a like one of those ex or one of those walks, but it's not. He's lower, yeah. He's lower priced than Jefferson right now by four hundred. Nice. He's seven thousand versus a Tampa Bay team that I think this game's gonna be a very high scoring game. I think he's gonna be definitely under five percent owned. I love this pick. Adam Thielen's rolling right now. Yeah. And a funny little thing is whenever they go on Pat McAfee's show, they always seem to ball out the next week or the week after. So I just believe that Adam Thielen is going to be that guy this week for my X Factor. <clears throat> I like that pick. I really do. Um, I think Adam Thielen is one of those guys that, like, especially, especially like, if he's getting a lot of targets, yeah. um, he's super effective and last two games he's gotten eight targets um i mean through six to nine he's he had five four and five but against seattle uh he had 13 against houston he had 10 um so he is looked at when he's playing teams that you know typically like yeah, he demands high va- high high um like a high target share because they're passing the ball so much. What does scare me about this game, though, is week eight they did play and he only get got um, four targets, three catches, fifty one yards. So, and like a little, you know what? Like uh, high risk, high reward. I don't mind that pick, but there is some caution to the wind. But who knows? Like maybe. You know, he's a little bit angry that he didn't play the the Green Bay Packers so well uh, in Week 8. Yeah, yeah. Um, So my lock of the week, and honestly, this shouldn't surprise anybody, Derek Henry. Oh, yeah, lock that boy in for three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. This one's an easy one. If if you want, like, Derek Henry's an easy one. Uh, Like... He sh- at, in December he should be in L- your lineup every single week. Like let's let's not kid around. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, you you're not going to go wrong. You're going to get a lot of points. Um, my lock of the week is Aaron Rodgers. I think he comes out and throws four touchdowns easily in the first half, maybe five. Uh, this is going to be the Aaron Rodgers game. Nice. People are going to look at as he's the man. You can pair him with basically anybody, but who I would like to pair him with is Alan Lazard and Aaron Jones and just roll with those two. I think obviously Devontae Adams, but I mean if you want to be a little bit pivoty and you want to play a guy like Derrick Henry, you, you you can't play all three of those guys, right? Yeah. That's yeah. where I would go with paying down for Aaron Jones, pay down for Alan Lazard, and hope Aaron Rodgers just spreads the ball like one of those Drew Brees games. Everybody gets a touchdown. Everybody. Oprah Winfrey style. Everybody gets a touchdown. All right. That's the show we got today. Um yeah, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, uh, I wish you all the best of luck, Lester. Once again, this is one of those weeks where we're pretty split down the middle here with all our picks. So Yeah, I mean, like, I think our morning games were pretty even, but it's it's the late games that we're very split on, like, very split on. Um, yeah, but to all the listeners, good luck in uh, your playoff t- uh uh, year-long fantasies because you're probably playing that. Yeah, um, it's going to be a... Uh, this is the first week of playoffs. Um, I'm in one playoff. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the second round of the best balls. So, I mean, this is where... This is where all the money is made. This is the tense moments where athletes are being chirped even more so 
than usual because they have to perform well in the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> Listen, I really want to go to Bora Bora, so you better win that million dollars. I'm on my way, buddy. I'm on my way. Uh, as always, thanks for checking us out. Uh, hit us up on any social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know, do your thing. Uh, good luck to you, Lester. Good luck to our listeners. This is West Booth and Inside the Booth. Peace.